If you've enjoyed listening to Travel and Shit, consider becoming a patron. As a supporter at the $3.99 a month tier, you get access to episodes ad-free and one week early. At $5.99 a month, you're at the family tier. At this tier, you get ad-free and early access, same as in the supported tier, but you also get a free travel and shit tea after six months of support, 50% off digital products and downloads, and 20% off merch. You also get a free digital bundle that includes the mindfulness workbook, solo travel planning course, packing lists, past itineraries, suggested travel gear, and more. The podcast will still be free. You don't have to pay to listen. But if you want to hear the episodes as soon as they're released, and if you want to show me and the show some love, please consider becoming a patron. For more information, go to travelandshitpodcast.com slash subscribe. I made it around the world And came back with stories to tell Different places to call home Now I'm never on my own Dietations to my people hitting foreign nations Food, traveling, shit, moving to live Life in the sky, stories to give The ones who make it there and can make it back Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome to Joshua Tree. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Ship, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an, uh, an experience, a nuanced conversation about the ways that travel intersects with regular life. Y'all, I'm on vacation. As you can see, I got my uh, fancy girl, um, what do they call it? Soft lifestyle pajamas. With the nice little Joshua Tree sign uh, that the Airbnb uh, so generously generously provides. Uh, this has been an incredible vacation. I unfortunately am recording this <laughs> to the wire. We've got about an hour before we have to check out. So this hopefully will be to the point so that it is comprehensive and actually a complete video and I don't have to record again when I get home. Um, first of all, 10 out of 10, highly recommend. We're staying in Joshua Tree, not in, I want to say a neighboring um, town is 29 Palms. Uh, it's a little, I guess they are considering it like a little hippie kind of artsy community where there are generally, generally those neighborhoods tend to be a little more comfortable and accepting, if you will. Um, weather's been perfect. Only rained one day out here. I want to say it was Tuesday. We had a nice little um, quiet day in the flight. We came on, we flew down JetBlue. No complaints. Actually, was that before or after? I know we were thankfully out of the window of the FAA shutting down all domestic flights. I want to say we were already here. So thank God we avoided that. Got out here, no issue. Thankfully, we also missed out on that holiday debacle. Shout out to those of y'all that got screwed up in that, especially Southwest Flyer. Shout out to the bestie Dell. Um, we had a great week together while she was at my house. Um, but, you know, thankfully, nice flight. So uh, thank you, JetBlue. Happens to be one of my preferred airlines. Uh, Delta and JetBlue so far have been my um, personal faves. I've had decent flights on all of, both of those airlines. So 
Sunday. Also, we've rented a rental car. Absolutely recommend having a rental all the way out here. We're about 45 minutes from the airport. We flew into Palm Springs. It was about five and a half hour flight. I personally can't stay awake on the airplane. Boyfriend can't sleep. So <laughs> that is quite the balance, if you will. Flew in. Thankfully, the car rental uh, desk is right in the airport. It, it's in the same terminal. It's actually in the same spot as the baggage claim. Neither one of us checks bags. Team carry on. Also, shout out to me. Last minute, I actually added this to my stories. It should also be on the profile traveling shit on Instagram. There'll be a link for that in the description box, but it's T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H underscore T, if you are so inclined to see the photos, because I personally customized my luggage. I love my away carry-on, the Rolly. I got the size, I want to say, it might be like 22 or 21 inches, not sure in particular, but it fits very nicely in the overhead compartments. And I do have the one that has the battery pack. I also, last minute on December 31st, decided that I wanted a Patagonia black hole duffel for my flight that was leaving on January 8th. So I had eight days to get it to me. Um, great customer service. I ended up reaching out to them about tracking because I paid for the expedited shipping, even though it's called standard, but it's supposed to come to you in one to three business days. So goofy me on during the holiday decided to order something to get expedited shipping and they were closed until January 2nd. I knew that there was going to be a brick and mortar, but I could not find one for the life of me on my initial search that was in my neighborhood that I was going to go to. So I took the risk, ordered the bag. They shipped the bag with plenty of time. I think it got to me on like Wednesday or Thursday and I ordered the wrong size. I ordered the, I think 70 liter or the 55 liter. I think it was the 55 liter. Way too big for it to be a carry-on. I wanted a backpack size carry-on that I could use as a duffel. And what I love about the black hole is that it opens at the top like your traditional duffel bag. So you can get all your shit much more easily. And it's a duffel, so you can fit so much more space, uh, so much more stuff inside. I knew I was going to be bringing um, equipment and stuff with me. So I um, wanted something nicer, something that was going to last long. I am in that stage of my life. I am 37, if you didn't know. I will spend money to fix the problem. I will also spend for things that I like. And it feels good to be in a personal space of life where um, my belongings speak for me. And I know that my luggage is a direct reflection of me, me showing up very comfortably, yet still stylish in a sweatsuit or in some joggers absolutely says who I am. I am a woman of uh, comfort, but I try to keep it cute, a little bit of luxury. Um, but that feels good because one of the things about travel is that nobody fucking knows you. So it is a gift and a curse depending on how you play your cards. I like that my personal um, expression, my expression of self is in alignment with me as a person. And I like that that speaks. Well, I would hope that that speaks for me before I even open my mouth. So you kind of get a feel for who you're dealing with. One would hope. But, you know, again, judge, book, cover, that whole shenanigan situation. So it is what it is. People may take it or leave it. 
Uh, however, I am pleased to report that I ended up fixing the problem. I got the wrong bag, went down to Soho Exchange. Well, actually, I just bought the second bag and then returned the first one and picked up the correct size. I got the 40 liter black hole Patagonia duffel. Love the shit. And again, last minute queen, I also wanted to put patches that I have been collecting through my travels. Um, some trips, you just don't have time to stop at a gift shop. You don't have time to stop at some place because you're just moving and you think, oh, instead of stopping now on day one, I'll stop on the last day before I leave and get something. Sometimes it works in my favor. Sometimes it doesn't. This time, um, well, for the times that it did work, I had about, I initially counted 10. I don't know how I ended up down to what, like seven or eight. Um, so I don't know if I lost them in the house, but I ended up getting eight patches stitched on to my duffel bag because it is my duffel bag. It is Steve Harry's duffel bag and it is a um an amalgamation of trips that I've made around the world. I've picked up a few patches from different countries and different experiences and took them to the cleaner. Shout out to my dad for the recommendation because I ended up buying like a little hand stitching machine on Amazon for like twenty fifteen, twenty dollars. And while it was great in theory, the way the bag is constructed, zippers and all that jazz, it was just not conducive to me putting the patches on myself with the equipment I had. Had I had a, what do you call it, um, sewing machine, I'm pretty certain that I could have done it myself. However, time. Bought it to the cleaners. I think she only charged me like $32 to put on eight patches. I ended up just giving her 40 She um, did a really nice job, except that two of the patches she could not get on the Amsterdam and the Guadalupe patch for the corners of the bag, but she said she couldn't lay it flat. So I ventured to do it by hand. Yes, the kid can sew. So um, I hand-stitched the patches on myself. So it was absolutely a labor of love because that material is pretty thick and the patches are thick and tiny little fingers. Needle and thread, through it, done. Love the bag. Really, really super proud of that. So head over to the Instagram to check that out. Um, and that was the beforehand. We got in. Thankfully, uh, we landed about 9.30 on time because the rental counter for the uh, car closes at like 11 o'clock. Got there. Of course, they tried. And by say tried, they just went through whatever process they went through. But the initial price was like $120, way more excuse me, then my Expedia quote was, Expedia quoted me like 403. This time I actually did my research. I went through my uh, credit card benefits. I ended up booking with my Amex. Amex does have, with the card that I have, I have the Delta Sky Miles gold card. So I was able to get through Amex. I don't think it's, I think it's co not collision. Um, I think it's comprehensive. One ver one variation of insurance. Geico covers me um, on my, on what is it? Liability. I have liability, liability coverage with my own driver's insurance back home. That does extend. We are in the United States still. So my insurance covers me here as well as I read the fine print. Domestic partners are included. My partner is my domestic partner. We have a beautiful life together where we live together and go in on our life costs. So that is actually included in coverage. So I didn't have to add an additional driver this trip. So base cost was the only cost that I paid. Very pleased to have taken the extra um, step and looked that up. So my rental 
came up to, I want to say, and actually came up a little bit less than Expedia quoted. I think I paid like $398, three, almost $400. So uh, chef's kiss. We haven't really used the card that much. Like I said, 45 minutes. We drove from the airport here. And that was the first day. We got in late. We picked up, actually, we stopped at a bar in Palm Springs. I forgot what the name of it was. Um, did I write it down? Hmm. Something with an H. Um, I ordered wings and a beer. My beer was good. I ended up getting sidetracked and uh, saw a delirium beer. And I was introduced to delirium in Rome. And I ended up uh, having a great combo with my bartender. What's up, Nico? And he gave me a stack of coasters. And so almost weekly, I'm reminded of that trip and that beer by the coaster. And I saw it on the menu, automatically ordered it. In hindsight, I was a little pissed because it was an $11 beer. Um, shit is delicious. It's worth $11, but it's an $11 beer. Who wants to pay $11 for a beer, right? Not me. I ordered wings. The wings were like $14 for six. Were they good? Yes but they didn't taste like $14 wings. They were just wings. It's not like uh, we were in a spot that was heralded for their wings and I just had to have them for myself, right? But um, I think boyfriend ordered, I don't know why I want to say fish and chips, but that's probably not. Oh, I think he got a burrito. He loved his. Um, so the food was good. I'm going to have that in um, the episode notes on the website, travelshippodcast.com. So if you're looking for a loose itinerary that will be available to you on, I want to say this is episode 220. So you can just look at the Joshua Tree episode if you are listening to this on your uh, podcast player and you are interested in checking out the actual stops, links and all that jazz, it'll be on the website for this episode. So just go to the show notes and it'll take you directly there. Um, but the food was good. Service was nice. Um, Good time. It was just, it, to me, for wings and beer, There's we got two, one beer each, a burrito, and some wings. And I think we spent like $70 or some shit like that. Wild to me. Fucking wild. Um, but wasn't terrible. So that was the first night. Welcome to uh, Southern California, right? Next day, Monday, was a lazy day. We ended up sitting outside in the morning having our coffee because there is... The, the, this Airbnb is fucking gorgeous. I was torn between two. The first one that I was going to choose ended up booking right before we booked it. And this was of my top choices. The only one left. So glad we got it. Beautiful green wall here for this kind of Instagram, social media, visual effect. Um, we'll also have a uh, house tour. I hope I finish this in time to record that. <laughs> Um, but there should be a house store someplace and y'all definitely want to see this. There'll be a link to the Airbnb in case you do decide to come to Joshua Tree so that you can book the same accommodation. I'm looking at the mountains. I'm sitting here in front of the house, front door, front window. Um, I'm looking at the mountains right here. Gorgeous. Incredible view from the front of the house. Also a great view from the back. However, it's completely fenced in backyard. So there's a grill. There's an entire, um, little lounge set. There's a table for food. There's a chicken poop, I want to say, in the back as well. Fire pit, hanging chairs. Absolutely loved it. We've been outside every day because, again, beautiful weather. It's been about 50s, so definitely have the beanie on, put the, uh, the fleece jacket and the hoodie and whatever to sit outside, but once you get out there, get a little acclimated, it's comfortable. So we first full day saw hummingbirds 
didn't get a shot of that. Actually just wanted to enjoy that moment. Shout out to Fran. Hey, Fran. Hey. Um, she loves hummingbirds. I think they remind her of her grandmother. And so, of course, made me think of my grandmas and my grandparents. Um, and that was an incredible experience. We got to not just see like the hummingbird fly by. He stopped. We saw him sit there. He flew up, did the little hummingbird, little, you know, wings, fast wings things and flew off. So that was a great moment for us. Uh, also saw, saw desert quails. And what's funny is earlier we had seen, uh, the house has a book, like a coffee table book with a lot of different information, places to visit, um, wildlife and just a general Joshua tree coffee table book. Really cute. And so we had just looked at all the different kind of birds in the area and we ended up seeing them all. So we saw a hummingbird, desert quail, morning pigeons. And these are the ones that we were able to relatively easily identify. So that was fun. Never thought I'd be that girl bird watching, right? Go figure. It's actually a good time. Another thing that I love about out here is that fucking silence. I can hear everything. Like you can, the, the birds, the wildlife out here, they're, they're fucking loud. Whereas at home, it's combating with people, cars, the bus. Like there are dogs out here. We can hear all the dogs barking, the neighbors that have dogs and stuff, but you can hear all the bird sounds and it is so calming. It's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful out here. So I would definitely recommend this Airbnb because even staying in the house feels like you're doing stuff. Like it was nice to just relax. They got um, smart TV. So Netflix, I think Hulu and the, oh, the remote's right here. There's a Disney Plus and Amazon Prime, I think. And yeah, so this is probably one of those um, Prime things. I don't know, but smart TV. So you got the different apps just right there on the remote so that you don't have to worry about. Um, and I think there was actually... Uh, a couple of different apps. I don't try to figure out people's TVs. I press the button that I recognize. I usually just watch Netflix. We'll find something, right? Speaking of, Netflix is on it with the reality shows. We just got into cooking at all costs. That shit is so, so, so good. I'm going to try to do another um, television show inspired episode. Haven't really figured out what direction I want to go, but I'm thinking something related to that, but I'll have to get back to you on that. Anywho's, that was a really great show. Another 10 out of 10, highly recommend. We sat, binged that. Um, in case I forget, God's Favorite Idiot. We started watching that with Melissa McCartney. Another chef kiss. Uh, absolutely love that show. And the episodes are mad. Uh, I'm about to say they're mad cheap. They're really short. They're like 22, 25 minute episodes. So you can binge all eight episodes like in a day if you are so committed to. So shout out to Netflix. Really cute shows that we got into while we were out here. There's another swinging chair in the living room. So we lounged, we lounged, we lounged. It was a really, really nice time just being together, not having anything to do with beautiful scenery. So between sitting outside in front, excuse me, sitting outside in the back, entertained, entertained, um, didn't need to really, uh, we thought we were going to like explore the area. We basically just explored the house. Really nice. Uh, bird watching, we did, uh, oh, we had reservations, which thankfully we did have a reservation, but at the same time, it, you can just walk in, at least 
again, we're off season. It's January as time of recording in Southern California. So this is a great time of year to go. I would recommend it because it's not desert fucking heat. It's 50. Today, I think it's getting up to like 62, 63, 63 degrees today. Um, but the entire time it didn't hit over 60, but evenings were probably about 40. We had 7 p.m. Res- uh, 6 p.m. reservations. We ended up just, we'll get there when we get there. I think we got there around 7 o'clock, give or take 6.45. And most of their seating is outdoor. So if you do go, be prepared for whatever the weather is. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful little uh, setup. It's very spacious outside. Inside, it's basically somebody's house but they have super cute intimate seating it's really boutique restaurant um priced like a boutique restaurant i've never spent 30 dollars for jerk chicken but when i tell you it was worth 30 dollars, i'm not even mad it was um i did jerk chicken i think they did coconut rice and there was like a cold kind of salad i want to say it was like a coleslaw or something but that good. The food was incredible. The service was, um, so about the service, the hostess, and I want to say one of the waiters, a gentleman, um, dreams, absolute dreams, my kind of people. I'm a very easy person to please. I enjoy excitement. Make me feel like you're happy that you're here. We got there and we were the first ones to be seated outside at that moment that we were there. There was nobody else outside. They have heaters. So it's a thing. The young lady was very dedicated to getting two heaters on our table on. Um, but there was an issue with one. She was going to get someone to do that, but we requested if they opened up to have seating indoors. And she said, absolutely. There's a table that looks like they're going to be on their way out. I'll get that going as soon as I can for you. She was so accommodating, so sweet. Our waitress, on the other hand, was um very dry she was not rude at all not rude at all but there was no communication there was no hey how are you guys where are you from like you know those kinds of things so personally i would rather my hostess this is the arrangement that i would prefer i'd rather my hostess be the sweetest person and my waiter waitress just bring me my food because if my hostess makes me feel any kind of other than welcomed or, you know, happy to be welcomed someplace, it kind of sets the tone of the meal. So I want to say again, our waitress was not rude at all. Me and my personal taste, I enjoy a little more excitement, a little more of an upbeat experience, more of a, hey, I like some kind of communication. That's the type of uh, consumer I am. And our waitress was just not bubbly. That's all. She was just Hi, how are you? How can I help you guys today? Um, Pleasant, but no no energy, kind of dry. But uh, food was great. Very recommend, highly recommend. uh, Beautiful indoor setting. Really nice staff. The food, the drinks, absolutely loved them. Very, very, very pleased with that. Uh, That was at Kitchen in the Desert, Black-owned restaurant. So uh, Black-owned restaurant, but everybody we saw there was white. Uh, not a problem, but things of note. Road trips give you the flexibility of taking the most control of your itinerary. No airline delays or cancellations. You can sit in your own germs and move at your own pace. Whether you're looking for family friendly or something romantic, history and heritage, or a foodie's delight, I've got you covered. 
Choose your trip based on the vibe or the distance you feel like driving. This pack includes DC, Philly, Hartford, Burlington, and Montreal. All destinations are a few hours from New York City, so they're perfect for anyone along the East Coast to tap into. The download also includes a packing list, pre-trip car prep guide, and a playlist of travel and shit road trip content. These itineraries are perfect for travelers who enjoy having a plan with space for spontaneity. Head over to travelandshippodcast.com slash travel resources slash road trip to download your copy and take the stress of planning and packing off the table while you focus on the road. What else was on here? Oh, after that, we ended up going to pick up some groceries. We mostly got breakfast food. We picked up a small-ish bottle of rum. We're only going to be here for three, four days. You know, the $13, like, Bacardi Superior. Keeping costs low. That was another thing. Flew out here on the JetBlue credits from that Mexico trip that never happened. Remember, I told you guys about that. We ended up having to cancel our trip to Mexico last June, and we had those credits. So this was it. So we got out here, did not have to pay for the flight because we'd already had the credits. And then the other um, the Airbnb was about six and change, I want to say. We're here from... Sunday night to Thursday. We're checking out Thursday morning. Thank you to our host, Datesh. Yep, Datesh and Vidi. Uh, we were able to get a later checkout. Appreciate y'all on that. Um, what was that up to? Oh, we did groceries. We went to the grocery store right by the house. There's a main strip about maybe six blocks away from the actual location. You could walk to there, but I personally wouldn't do it. Me, black woman, especially if I were solo, someone behind the house has one of those don't tread on me flags. Um, it's giving very January 6th supporter. Uh, so being that there are no sidewalks out here, no street lights, I, and I'm also not that familiar with, um, Joshua Tree community, local politics. I personally wouldn't feel safe walking around here. By myself because I don't know who all's block this is. I don't want um, anybody's police called on me, nor do I want um, people take personal property. And this is very uh, almost middle of nowhere kind of personal property. So um, I believe plenty of people have blickety blicks. I, I don't want any conflicts on my vacation. So me personally, I wouldn't walk around here, but that's me, a black woman in America. And you do what you want with your comfort level. Um, would I absolutely walk here with my partner? Yes. However, he's always ready for the smoke. I am not. So he wouldn't back down from confrontation. I don't want to deal with confrontation at all. That is how I personally protect my personal peace. I just avoid it um, when I can. A lot of times it comes to you. But um, because I'm unfamiliar with this general area and it is so removed from I don't want to say civilization, but it's really just a bunch of houses. I'm looking at one, two, there's immediately three, um, four. There's maybe like five houses that are right here in the immediate 200 degree, like 200 foot, maybe 500 foot radius, give or take. Um, so there are houses. Don't want you to feel like this place is in the middle of nowhere. But once you look past those immediate houses, like the houses across the street, you can kind of see like the tops of houses that may be in the area, but then it's like a navigating like, so 
what all is happening, right? And for me, that's just my personal comfort level. It's not the traditional bridge system in terms of blocks of shit that I'm used to. Uh, so for me, walking around here, not so much. Um, but uh, back to what we did. We did get groceries. We got um, basic breakfast shit. Um, bottle of the liquors, some ginger ale, because I need a good chaser. Um, I always drink uh, ginger ale with my alcohols. Um, and that was pretty much it for Monday. Of course, spent more time sitting outside. Beautiful Tuesday, rainy day, and we did more coffee outside. This time we sat in the front of the house, did more bird watching. We were actually able to see even like the... Um, the skies opened up some, so the mountain range to the immediate left of the house, we were able to see further into that range. So snow-capped mountains, gorge, absolutely love it. I got a, a little photography on, took a bunch of pictures. Um, another rainy day, like another just chill day in the house. The morning, no rain, but I'd say by noon, it started raining. It rained for about an Maybe like two hours, maybe three hours or so, but it was a nice little mini block of the day. Um, we did brunch and day drinking. We took our food out. Was that the day we went? Yep. We, no, that was fire pit at night. We went, we watched a bunch of movies, watched a bunch of TV, chilled in the house, sat outside, inside, inside, outside. Uh, the backyard does have an awning across most of the yard. So, uh, all of the, seating space, except for the hanging chairs and the fire pit chairs, like the little lounger chairs are covered. So regardless of the weather, you're straight out here. Um, then we also did fire pit at night. Speaking of the fire pit, we went outside and just sat under the stars, enjoyed the stars. Um, really, really nice time. Sadly, we didn't open the fire pit any sooner because it was such a nice experience. Um, just bundle up, get yourself comfortable for whatever the weather is and enjoy tons of stars. It was actually a really clear night by Tuesday after the rain had passed and thankfully everything had kind of dried up really nicely. It wasn't uncomfortable, had a great time, enjoyed it. Uh, the next morning we ended up having brunch by the fire pit in the morning. Again, really fun, except for we ran out of propane. So womp womp, but it ended up being perfect that we did get to enjoy it a little bit. And it um, was a really, really fun perk to have. They've got that hanging swing chairs out there, like little egg chairs, as well as um, the lower to the ground lounger chairs. And those were so comfortable, especially to kind of lay back and look at the stars. So you can look at the stars through the... I guess the, not mesh, but through the weaving of the swinging chair or sitting in the lounger, loungers. So that was fun. Um, did it again next day, Wednesday, we did brunch. That was cute. Again, bird watching, enjoying just sounds of animals, sounds of nature. It was very, very enjoyable. We ended up also doing our, um, hike through Joshua Tree. So we are staying about 10 minute drive from the national park, which is Joshua Tree National Park. Again, 10 out of 10 recommend. We ended up finally getting out the house around two o'clock and it ended up being perfect for us. We did one trail. We ended up driving 
through the park about 20 minutes, maybe a little bit more, 20, 30 minutes through the park. And we stopped at the, what, uh, right here, Barker Dam Nature Trail. It's a short mile, long trail. And it had a little bit of everything. I was under the impression that our best case scenario was to drive further into the park, going a little bit deeper in, going to, I want to say, now during this time, a lot of stuff is closed. So I think it's 49 miles or something like that, which is a longer hike and a very popular hike that was closed. And that I want to say during this season is only open Saturday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, some shit like that. So that wasn't an option to us. So it also made it a little bit easier for us to decide because I'm very indecisive. We ended up just initially we were going to drive out to the Chola Garden, which is, I think, the shorter teddy bear looking cacti. Um, we were going to drive out there and then drive. Oh, and the Desert Oasis is part of that, I think, 49 Palms trail or that little space in the park. And that apparently has a lot of different things also. So those two options we did not get to take advantage of. We ended up just going out to the Barker Dam. We didn't see any of the, um, I would say named jumbo rocks, if that makes sense. Like there's a skull rock. There's like, um, I think an arch rock. Like a, a lot of the rocks are in formations of very, I guess you can say distinguishable shapes or items. Um, we saw a ton of rocks. Didn't see any of those like skull rocks and the arch rocks or whatever, but I see my share of rocks. Driving through the fucking forest, like the forest, the park, gorgeous. The different expanses that you drive through just like oh and also it's different from new york i you know when we drive through different areas for hiking it's all hills it's all like you know we've got mountains in new york we've got beautiful um environment or landscapes to drive through but this the valleys out here are gorgeous so it was really nice to explore the American Southwest topography. Um, enjoyed the drive to the in uh, the one trail that we did do, Barker Dam. And the house has like a really, I don't know if you can see it in the video, there's like a little frame here with a couple of things that the um, hosts suggest to do in the area. So we did that trail. It was very, it was a very easy trail. There are some points where you do have to climb over a couple of rocks or make a jump across like, you know, um, a drop, um, but nothing seriously difficult. I would say if you are traveling with kids, it's a reasonable hike to do with kids. Even if you are, um, I wouldn't say certain types of mobility limitations are okay. Um, I'd say, if you got a bad knee, bad back, for the most part, you'll be good on this. Um, you don't need to be able to walk a long distance. I would say, just for anybody, invest in a good pair of shoes. I ended up buying a pair of hiking boots a few years back. I went to REI, again, Soho. I work in the area. Tons of shit to get, uh, tons of stores. So I ended up picking up a pair of hiking boots. I want to say they are keen, K-E-E-N. When I tell you just putting my feet in those boots, like they... Hey girl, we missed you. Welcome back. Let's go explore. 
fucking love them. They are so comfortable. So um, that makes any trail easier. If you are comfortable, you're able to accomplish a lot more and you can do it much more comfortably and a lot more safely. So um, I personally love my hiking boots. They make every hike, every walk a dream. Um, that was an incredible hike. Um, again, I would also say that it would be a great solo trip. I would have a great time out here by myself. Um, even that walk, it's relatively easy to follow the trail. There aren't markers everywhere, but it was not terribly difficult to follow. There were also quite a few people on the trail without being crowded during this time. So um, if you felt like you kind of lost your way and you weren't sure which way to go, you can kind of just wait till somebody else walks by and figure out which and watch which way they're going. Um, so enjoy the trail. There's a little bit of everything, tons of rocks, um, incredible, incredible view, beautiful, beautiful views. Um, you see the Joshua trees, you see the Chola, uh, the little cacti, little teddy bear cacti. Um, it rained the day before, but sometimes if you have a, I guess, a heavier rain, there is more water in the area for you to see along that hike. Again, it was mild. So definitely would say almost anybody could accomplish that at varying skill points. Um, and we ended up after doing Joshua Tree Park, um, drove back instead of like looping through the park and go, we actually, okay, hmm, scaling it back. Like I mentioned before, we were going to go further into the park, but we ended up not doing that because we left so late in the day. By this point, we have stopping, taking a bunch of pictures, enjoying the view, just having a good time together, enjoying each other's company. Um, we ended up being able to catch the park at sunset. So we got to enjoy the sun, the golden hour through different areas in the park. Y'all, it was so beautiful. Golden hour is golden hour is golden hour. And it was golden. It was such a joy to be able to experience that. Um, so I would say if you want the experience, but don't necessarily need to be there all freaking day during the winter. Also, the sun goes down sooner. So you don't have to be in the park longer in order to um, appreciate the sun going down. Another part was once the sun started to go down and we left the park, we were able to enjoy the drive out of the park. Because remember, we're, we're still in the national park. We're about 20, 30 minutes in. We got to enjoy the sunset throughout the park. So it made for incredibly beautiful colors in the sky. God is good. God is good. He's an incredible artist and he never, she never, they never disappoint. So um, Joshua Tree National Park was a joy, highly recommend. And even I'd say we were in the park two hours, maybe three hours. I was, sati I was satiated, satisfied, more than enough for me. Um, would I go back and go on a more intense hike? Absolutely, but for that little bit, still good. That was yesterday. We ended up going to Joshua Tree Saloon for dinner. We both got fish tacos. He loves them. I was smitten with the sweet potato, sweet potato French fries. I stuffed my face with those. I ate so many. Um, I basically got full. The tacos were overstuffed for me, uh, so it was hard to bite them. But, you know, I'm not that big. So it was um, more of a struggle to enjoy the tacos. But... I'm an adult. I could have just taken stuff out, right? Navigations, changes, little tweaks. 
But um, I enjoyed the food. I ended up getting a really good beer. I think it's like a desert sour or a desert something. That shit was delicious. Um, again, service there was really good. Very um, nice server. It really feels like a big dive bar with a country western feel. So um, would not not recommend the restaurant. But it kind of gives you, and we're going today, later today, we're doing Pioneer Town. And I want to say it's Noah Purifoy Outdoor Museum. Um, it's like an art installation. And we'll be doing that later. Uh, and we're doing Pioneer Town because 12 year old me would be very disappointed if I did not visit. And adult me wants to know if it's as white as I think it is. Um, but Oregon Trail was life. So there's no way I can give up the opportunity to see that firsthand. Plus, we got all day to fucking chill, to kill. Like, our flight's not till 9 o'clock. And um, I'm still in the Airbnb, so it is before check-in hours. Um, I think, in a nutshell, that is pretty much it for Joshua Tree so far. I hope you enjoyed this first part of the episode. I will be following up um, with the remainder so that you guys can figure out what um, that experience was like. But... Before I sign off for this episode, um, I go back to travel is so much more than vacation. Um, this trip in particular, I've just been in such a space of gratitude. I am so, so, so very just grateful. I'm grateful for the partner that I have that I get to enjoy these trips with him, with um, someone I loved all my solo travels. It was very fulfilling and it was absolutely what I needed to grow me into the me that I am. And I would never, ever in my wildest dreams ever change that. And I absolutely recommend and suggest that for everybody. Um, honestly, he's not had a, a very extensive solo travel experience. I think most of his solo travels were to then meet up with other um, friends. I want him to travel solo just because of how impactful that was for me. But in this space now, I am just really, so far 2023 is just, it's been a tumultuous year. There's been quite a bit of loss already, but it's also just been a time of gratitude and travel is so much more than vacation. And for me, this trip really gave me an opportunity to realize that, you know, um, little me, nine-year-old me, 12-year-old me would be really fucking impressed. And I'm very, very, very extremely proud of all the things that I've been able to make happen. I did this, right? I hate working. I don't like my job, but guess what? I show up and it's given me the opportunity to fund all of this. It's given me the opportunity to make the kid version of me to really, you know, fill in the blanks and live a life that kid me would be so fucking impressed by. Like little me would be, wow, you get to see this? The explorer, the little adventure seeker, D, that little version of me, she's having a good time because she grew up. I'm still that version of me. I'm still the little explorer and the adventurer and the infinitely curious person. And I'm just so grateful that my travels have given me the opportunity to fulfill all the curiosities, um, not all, but so many of the curiosities that I had as a kid. And it is one of those um, 
life experiences that I never want to end. I truly intend to forever be universally curious and to um, dive into those curiosities and explore the world. So, um, yeah, travel is way more than vacation. It has been an opportunity to make myself proud. And I am ever, ever so grateful. And I hope that you guys have also been able to, or at least are looking forward to, tapping into what travel can be for you as well. If it gives you the opportunity to make any version of yourself proud, fulfilled, or excited about what is still left to come. So I hope you've enjoyed the first half of Joshua Tree. There'll be more to follow up to uh, let you guys know how the trip ended. If you have any other questions, don't forget to check out the description box of wherever you are listening to this podcast and look into um, the link that will bring you to the um, episode webpage where you can get uh I'm going to be posting videos. I got a lot of really great video out here. Um, huh, a bitch is a bird watcher now. Looking forward to showing and sharing those. Also, there's a Patreon. Um, I have given you guys a little bit of a taste of what the um, extra for Patreon is going to be uh, in episode. Let me see what it was. Episode descriptions. I want to say, oh, it was episode 217. So weird things about places I've been, that's going to be a series. So I'm going to give you guys a little extra taste. So stay tuned for that. Um, it's basically a little series about the places that I've been and the weird things that I find out about it afterwards. Strictly Google. What a good fucking time. There have been, and that has been my um, experience. I'll go someplace, experience it, and be like, oh, this was really cool. And then I Google it after the fact. And then I realize, oh, shit, people do that there? I'm glad I didn't know that before I went. Or I wish I'd known that before I went. Either way, it's been a fun time. Going to have a couple more episodes as a little teaser. See if you guys continue to like it. And then it's going to be a subscriber-only option. So run over to, uh, to the website, travelshippodcast.com slash subscribe. And that will give you more information about what else is available on Patreon. You guys know that I have a ton of travel resources, like my mindfulness course, like my solo travel planning course and its accompanying workbook. There are a ton of resources that Traveling Shit has available to you, but you've kind of got to know what you're looking for when you go to the website. But for Patreons, you've got an exclusive, continuous resource in one spot with all of my um, resources, all of the things, all of the documents, all the pr principles, all of those uh, freebies that I have all that is in one spot. You don't have to sign up for anything other than just becoming a Patreon and a subscriber. And the subscribers also get their uh, Travel Shit episodes a week early. So that content gets to you first and then it gets pushed out to the rest of the streaming platforms. So that is just a mini little uh, reminder. I've been working with a bunch of different subscription options and I've you know, settled on Patreon. I like what, um, I like the space that it offers me to continue to add other things uh, for you guys. And you've been a really, really great supportive group. And I would like to be able to um, give back to you guys in different uh, modalities with more content. Oh, as well as 
um, subscribers also get 50% off all digital content. So that um, road trip uh, ebook, the workbook, the program that I put together, the road trip books from New York City. If you're along the East Coast, I've got five different road trips already put together for you, full itineraries. It goes by mood or by distance. Your call, you choose the vibe because it's your adventure to choose also. That is available to Patreon subscribers for 50% off, as well as 20% off all merch. Want a hoodie, a t-shirt, uh, a journal, because those are really fun to tap into. Definitely spend some time um, in one of these egg chairs back here, uh, just tapping in and checking in with how I feel and journaling about my gratitude. So um, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. And we got to check out 